So much in life is scripted, but this is unedited. Listen in as we have casual conversations about art and faith. Welcome to Unedited. I am Farley Sanderford. And I'm Jennifer Chetlett. And welcome to our next happy hour, top 10 things going on. Yes, February. In the world for February. World of art, music, culture. Yeah. Loosely defined culture. Culture with yeah. air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're like in the middle of February now. Yes. Valentine's Day was yes. yesterday. Yes. Um, true, true, truth here, we're actually recording this before Valentine's Day. So but we're speaking into the future. Right, right. Um, <laughs> do you like Valentine's Day? I don't. I think I spent so much of my Valentine's Day single mm. and depressed mm-hmm. and frustrated. Yeah. Um, so I think even though I'm happily married now, it's still, it, it is, eh. Ben and I always do something, but we never do something on actual Valentine's Day. Right. Like, because the restaurants are crazy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I'm not a huge fan. I don't like holidays. I guess this makes it sound like I don't like any holidays. I don't like the ones that have <laughs> like all the expectations. Yeah. Which any va- pressure. Right. Which is what I don't like about Christmas. Yes. I don't like it about Valentine's Day, I kind of have removed it from Mother's Day. For, but I don't like those holidays that have all that expectation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, same. Especially when the kids were at home, we rarely did Valentine's Day stuff on Valentine's Day. I mean, mm-hmm. we were often right. going to sporting events or practice or right. whatever. Chauffeuring tiny yes. humans other places. Right. That's, that's what we did. Um, yeah. But this year, we'll, we'll go away for my birthday, which is the week after Valentine's Day. So Very nice. Just for a long weekend. Yeah? Where, where are you going? We're just going to um, my parents' own place up in North Myrtle Beach. I love the beach in the wintertime. Me too. As someone who lived in the, like, not in the beach, but right. at the beach. Right. Winter, like late fall, uh-huh. early winter is like my favorite time of year because it's just quiet and peaceful yeah. yeah i love to watch the ocean and but it's still the beach right there's i can feel myself decompress mm. yeah and so we're just gonna go for like for like a long weekend nice so yeah yeah then i are going to charleston one of my top five favorite cities neither of us have ever <gasps> been there really i know wow i know i'm so excited we got a little airbnb nice you know leave bowie with a sitter Nice. And just have a little time away. Again, Perfect. sort of at the beach, I guess. Right? Yeah, yeah. But just doing history and culture and mostly eating. It's such a great city. Yeah, I'm excited. I have had I have some friends who've been there like a million times. Yeah. So I'll have to chat and get some recommendations. Yeah, no, you should. You should. How we can eat our way across the city. Right, right. When Naomi was looking at colleges, um, College of Charleston was one of the ones she looked at. I tried to give her the parameters that she could only go to school in places that were in cities that I wanted to visit. That's fair. She didn't really like those parameters, <laughs> but I tried. But she did look at College of Charleston, and I, and I actually kind of won that because she's in Nashville, which right. so you which know, which is a great city. Right. She could have ended up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's just not mm-mm. so not about that life. Anyway. All right, well, let's get started. Um, so speaking of um, Valentine's Day and our mm-hmm. significant others. Mm-hmm. Um, Bless their hearts. Yes. Does, do you buy Ben's clothes or does he buy his own? I'm just curious. I generally buy 
his clothes. Yeah. Okay, same. I, I do. Because otherwise he just, I love him. But otherwise he just wears like the same like five or six t-shirts that he's had for a long time. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's fine. It's comfortable. I get it. But Right. It is nice to dress up a little. Right. Or just try to, like, so I try to keep. Like, get out of his comfort zone. Yeah. All All right. Well, you all are younger. I try to keep Brian current. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. every, I don't know, five, ten years, I will, like, give him a jeans makeover and update the jeans Jeans are a good place to Especially for guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I found this article on uh, fashionbeans.com. I don't know. Nice. But it was, it talked about the, like, the top ten. Um, uh, I don't know if it's actually 10, but the top hated men's fashions. Mm-hmm. And the, the first one was interesting. I don't know that that was my most hated, but the most hated one are um, lensless glasses, which to me just seems I silly. I mean, I knew it was a thing, but yeah. I didn't know that like it really actually was a thing. Right. But that's the first one. Um, and then, what's the next one? Oh, skinny jeans that are way too skinny. Like leggings. Like jeans that are yes. like leggings. Yeah. I, On dudes, I just don't. I mean, okay, so everyone has a right to wear whatever they want to wear. Right. And if it makes you feel, like, confident, go for it. Yes. But I think this is from a female perspective. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, probably thinking about, like, their boyfriends or spouses right. or whatever. Like, yeah. Thing, or things that you just see on people. Yeah. The next one is casual waistcoats. I don't even I don't, know what that means. I don't even. <laughs> I was hoping you would know it. Well, they show a vest, but I right, but that's not a waistcoat. That's not coat. a waistcoat. Maybe they mean like suit jacket. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. I disagree with that one. I don't mind, but maybe that's because I'm older. I don't mind. Oh, um, I love like especially like a cool like funky like graffiti with like a blazer over it. Oh, that's like um, a flashback to uh, Miami Vice. Is it? Well, yeah. I mean, the 80s are coming 80s. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fashion necklaces. I mean... D- does jewelry... How do you feel about men wearing jewelry? I mean, I'm... You're wear whatever you want. Yeah. Like, Brian does I feel like it's... It something is. It's we get to choice. We get to use all the time as women. Right. Yeah. I feel like men should be able to... No, that's fair. The picture too. they show is like beads. Like a puka. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. It's like yeah. wooden beads or something. Yeah. I mean, again, it's up to you. I think it's funny that people feel passionately about this They're stuff. They're very upset about well, these fashion Well, to write an article. Like, right. I don't have... Put it on the internet. ...that strong of an opinion. Oh, no, this one I do. I'm sorry. I may offend people with this. Three-quarter length trousers. On, yeah. On men. Yeah. I, I know some people love them. I can't get on board with that trend. I mean, feel free. It just... Uh, I mean, honestly, on anyone. Like, it just chops up your legs. Yeah. It makes you look shorter. Yeah. 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 Like a, either a, like a full pant or a short. Right. For, right. No, yeah. honestly, no, I think I do have a pair of like blousey pants that I wear in the summer that come like just below my knee. Yeah. But do they kind of look like a skirt? Are they like culottes? Yeah. They're like real baggy and So kinda... they're kind of like a skirt more. Yeah. Well, yeah. Culottes. Do you, have you heard that term? I have. Okay. <laughs> um, my over- mother would probably use that term. Yeah. Overbranded Sword. jeans. I any overbranded anything. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I don't want to pay to be your advertisement. Right. I, I feel like that was a trend. Like when I was in middle school, like everybody. Yeah. Ultra, the last one is ultra masculine, which is a whole other. With the I don't whole, even know what that means in terms of fashion. Like I don't the know, picture guy, you're looking at. Yeah. With this man with like a deep scoop neck white t- t-shirt. white t-shirt, but he's clearly been tanning. Is that? But that. 
I that wouldn't describe that as ultra masculine. Yeah. Like, I, I thought that like meant, an, it, like, like a suit. Right. Yeah. So, I guess that's, that's like subjective. Like, five-piece suit. Like, that would be, like... Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. But, but gender that, norms. That's my next one. Know. This article made me laugh, just partially just because someone chose to, <laughs> chose to write it. Yes. I feel very strongly about it. Yep. Either. All right. What's up next? Okay. I lo- know his last name is Weiwei, and mm-hmm. I think his first name is pronounced I... Uh, so he is a contemporary artist. He is originally from Beijing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a show of his work at the Hirschhorn in DC, the mm-hmm. Modern Art Museum in DC. Um, I unfortunately didn't get to it before they took it down, so I didn't get to see it. Mm. Um, he is kind of a social com- he does a lot of social commentary. I don't know if if that's true of his art. I feel like it probably is. Um but he's also very vocal mm-hmm. about um mm-hmm. things. He's been very vocal in the past about um human rights violations in China um where he was born. He was actually called back by the government um, to be questioned. Um, he Did was he under go? surveillance. Yeah, he, he was under surveillance for a while. Uh-huh. Um, but this article that I'm looking at now um, is about now he's kind of made a shift in his critiques mm-hmm. uh, and shifting his um, criticism to specifically the United States and Canada. Uh, basically that uh, he released a statement to a museum in Toronto uh, where he was um, opening a large-scale exhibition there. Um, It's scheduled to open next month. And I won't read the whole statement, but part of it is basically that... um, even though China's actions as a country in terms of human rights violations and those kinds of domestic issues have obviously been a problem. Um, He says that today China is the second biggest economic power in the world, only behind the United States, that China has developed quickly. And because of this sort of rapid development, especially in industrialization in China, um, the West, especially the United States, has benefited from this, right? If you Mm -hmm. look at any piece of clothing or anything that you have in your house, most of it is made there. Right. Um, And so basically that the United States and Canada have both been kind of exploitive Mm. in that. Um, And so relating both to the objects that we have in our homes, but also... I mean, it's cheap labor, and right. so people are not being paid a living wage. They're, pro- they're under terrible working conditions, right. and so be- we've sort of participated in that. Well, he as a as a nation, so, he has so good company. Complicit. He so I feel like joins um, a rich history of artists who have also become social activists. Mm-hmm. I mean, Picasso, mm-hmm. um, Goya, Goya. Look who wrote, who wrote um, Animal Farm. In 1984, George Orwell, George Orwell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like thinking off the top of my head. So right. there, there is a, a, I kind of feel like a lot of artists, and we've talked, I mean, we've talked about this before, right. Right. this is the artist's job is being truth tellers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's got good company. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Well, the next one is is we're taking a, a one one eighty turn, more than a shift, um, from something really important uh, to something really funny. The Met. Do you like Do you like museum gift shops? I like to look in them, but I can they're, never afford anything in there. Yeah, <laughs> I like them because they're usually very thoughtfully curated, and you find things mm-hmm. that you wouldn't find mm-hmm. uh, other places. Or they have things in there that connect to their collection, sure. yes. which I think is really yeah. Cool. So the Met uh, Museum now has um, artist <laughs> action figures. Mm-hmm. It's about time. It is about time. Um, Where were these when I was like 12? Ex- exactly. So they have um, Monet, Van Gogh, um, Leonardo da Vinci. And I, I was thinking, boy, they need some women. They have some women. Uh, Rene Magritte, uh-huh. the apple guy. Yeah. Um, Callow. They're Frida Callow. Yeah. Um, they have, you can get them as a set. They have Dali. We just talked about him. Salvador Dali. They have Klimt and Rembrandt. That's, that's what they show online right now. But I think they're waterproof. They come with like little replicas of their artwork, like little tiny, like little easels. Uh huh. They come with little, I got little stuff. I know. Well, you can buy the set. Yeah. They're not cheap. Um, they're like, how much is the set? The set. And they have different sets. Um, $75 for three. Yeah, these are around like between thirty and forty bucks a piece. Um, okay. but, but they're so cool. They are. Yeah, they are so, so cool. Good job, Matt. It's about time. Right? Yep. You know what I want for whatever the next holiday is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next thing on our top ten is this article that uh, we found about um, a connection between Picasso. And the brand Apple, which the headline was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, But as it goes on, basically, um, when Steve Jobs was coming up with the sort of, I guess, logo or emblem of the Mac, the Mm -hmm. Macintosh Mm -hmm. that we know and love, most some of us love it, I guess, (laughs) (laughs) that he actually um, looked at... Um, some drawings by Pablo Picasso. Um, specifically in the article, they list, um, or they include an image of, mm, it's French, uh, La Torno, La Toro, yeah, La Toro, which I'm assuming means bull or bison or yeah, something, yeah. some mm-hmm. bovine thing. Right, right, right. Um, so they include an image specifically of that one from 1946. And it's, like super simple mm-hmm. and i guess that what the the connection is um the connection is between these very simplistic very linear uh oversimplifications mm-hmm. of these animals mm-hmm. is sort of that um simple simple in a good way sort of minimal yeah very minimalistic logo. It makes sense, though, because, I mean, Picasso was, was, like, on the forefront, on the cutting edge. And if you look the at... The avant-garde. The avant-garde. And if you look at... I, I, Apple always has been yes. on the cutting edge. But even in their advertising, their design, mm-hmm. they seem to be leading the way as far as that goes. I know people who hate Apple hate Apple. Yeah. Um, but they are pretty... They're kind of, I feel like, in the forefront of mm-hmm. design. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of um, the Bauhaus, Hmm. which informed 
what we now know as Ikea. Oh, yeah. This blend between um, art and design, mm. and which created an, uh, what we now call graphic design. Mm-hmm. Like that whole field came out right. of the Bauhaus, which um, if you go to Ikea is like a, a modern day representation of those ideas. So form, oh no, I'm going to mess it up. Form follows function. Yeah. So first you want it to be functional, but you also want it to be beautiful. Right. Whereas before it was function follows form. Right, right. Things were more decorative. Right, right. Um, like, take example, the door handle. Uh-huh. Before it was a ne- like a, a sphere that you turned. Uh-huh. Um, but now in the sort of Bauhaus tradition, the Ikea tradition, it's a bar that you push. Push, right. Right, so it's more ergonomic. It makes more sense, but it's also simple and classic design. Have you been in an Ikea recently? Not terribly recent, no. So we just spent a significant amount of time in Ikea Uh because we just moved Noah into his first apartment. And I decided that the way they're set up is like a ride in Disney World. They herd Mm -hmm. you along this path. And you and you have to keep moving unless you like if you're going to get off the path and look at something you can. But if you get back on that path, you have to keep moving. Mm-hmm. But it felt like a ride, and it like all rides in Disney World, it like dumps you in there <laughs> in a gift shop. It dumps you in there like warehouse. So that's yeah. what I decided is that somehow like maybe I don't know who which came first, but it, it felt like a ride in Disney World to me. So anyway, it does feel. It is kind of like, and there's only like one way to right. get through. Well, like okay. you can't. There like, are shortcuts, but they're written really small. Why? Because mm-hmm. I found them. And you have to look. It says shortcut to like whatever that last room is called. But if you want to get from the entrance to the checkout, you, you gotta have to at least go through most of, of yeah, yeah, most of this actual store. Yes. They got you. They yeah. they once have you're you, in, right? You're in the ride. It's on lockdown. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which I am not mad about that. No, no. It's it's an enjoyable place I as long as you have the time. Yes. Okay. Um, next up, the I, – I mean, I had never thought, but it makes sense that they do, that um, the queen has – she has 550 works by Leonardo da Vinci. That's the, quite a collection. The queen of England? It says, yeah, the among royal- the queen's 550. 550- 50 works by the great artist. Yeah, so they found um, on an anatomy drawing, they found his thumbprint. It was his left thumbprint. Is uh, this the first fingerprint uh, we have of Leonardo? Do you, does it say? I'm looking. I mean, the fact that it made the news. It probably is. I'm yeah, curious. I yeah. want to go back and look at that. It's So they found his, um, from where he picked up the sheet with inky fingers, they mm-hmm. found his left thumbprint, and then they found his left index finger on the reverse, so he must have picked mm-hmm. it up to yeah. move it, you know? Um, it, but it's a, it, the sheet is entitled The Cardiovascular System and Principal Organs of a Woman, uh, done around 1509. So they have been found on other drawings. I think this is, oh, this is the most convincing candidate for an authentic Leonardo fingerprint. Oh. So this is the best one they found. Okay. okay. I can't get over the fact that she has 550 Leonardos. Yeah. I mean, that. what is that worth? That's got to be worth a ton. His drawings? In, invaluable. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of cool. So I was, Ben and I watched the Sunday Morning News, um, the show that comes on on 
CBS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've talked about that before. Sunday morning? Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a great way to start a Sunday. Um, and I remember watching a bit about the there's – a, there's a show that sort of recently closed at the Louvre, I believe. Mm-hmm. I know it's the Louvre. I think it's already closed. Um, it was a traveling exhibition of a bunch of Egyptian um, – Objects, and mm-hmm. I believe a lot of those objects were from the tomb of King Tutankhamen, mm-hmm. um, the boy king, right? Uh, which so it was also part of this like large scale, like ten plus year mm-hmm. um, architect, architectural, archaeological mm-hmm. project that was going on. They were um, not only were they sort of showing the these objects um, on the show, this traveling show, but they were also doing research actually in the, um, in the tomb, mm-hmm. in sort of this area, mm-hmm. um, trying to, to put together some, some information. Um, and so the large scale 10 year plus uh, project is uh, scheduled to be finished soon. Uh, and the traveling show at the Louvre that will be the last time that those objects travel. Now wow. they're returning home to Egypt. Okay. Um, I believe it to Cairo to be put in a museum there. Because cool. um, they can't. They're just right. one, they're incredibly old. They're like fragile, probably thirty three hundred mm-hmm. um, years old, and um, so just shuttling around makes right. them makes right. them really fragile. Um, so no more objects are leaving from Egypt. Um, and they did like this big um, excavation in Tutankhamun's burial chamber, mm-hmm. and they found all this like stuff. And then they did a lot of research on the stuff that they were curious about. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I this article talks about that I think is really interesting um, is there's these. Um, like brown freckles hmm. that are all over the walls um, on the inside uh, where the wall paintings are. Mm-hmm. And so they did a bunch of tests and figured out that they are uh, concentrations of malic acid, which is a metabolic product of some fungi and bacteria. So they are microbial. Okay. Orient- so they're like mold, basically, hmm. um, or re- or things that are produced because there's mold present. hmm so that was really, really interesting. Um, and they were there when the tomb was discovered in 1922. Oh. Which is like, how did how did they get in there? Yeah. Um, as they were doing conservation in the tomb, um, they found some new jinxes, right? So there's all these like... Um, What's a jinx? A jinx like... Um, like a curse. Oh, okay. Um, so sort of a warning yes, to I people. Yes, I know that. I know that. Yeah, like from Indiana Jones, right? Right, right. No, right. I, I thought there was another. Yeah, yeah. So there's they were removing um, the old viewing platform from mm-hmm. where the the tomb was mounted, mm-hmm. and when they moved it, they find um, amongst a lot of other things scraps of paper um, with entreaties to Tutankhamun for blessings. So they're like notes wow. written to him yeah, yeah. for blessings in the afterlife. And also calls for uh, uh, pharaoh curses on anybody else. Interesting. So all these scraps of paper were found with both blessings and curses. Yeah. Blessings for the pharaoh and curses for... The whole concept of burial art 
of all of that just mm-hmm. so intriguing because the um, last year we had the um, the what's it called at the VMFA the 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 oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> All those big um, terracotta warriors. Yes. They, um, the <laughs> big, like the, 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 right, the warriors, the terracotta warrior warriors. And, and I remember researching for that because I wrote about it. And there were like, it was ridiculous. The, I mean, it took them years to build all that stuff. Like, yeah. you know, tons of people. Like he employed his population doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, so, the, and I guess it all comes down to what you think happens to you when you die. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's some great art. So for that, yeah. I'm thankful. Yeah. And Tutankhamun was only 18 when he died. And he has one of the most luxurious and most decorated tombs mm. of any of the Egyptian pharaohs. Wow. And that's Interesting. like, you know, he lived, they didn't live very long, even by Egyptian right. standards, ancient Egyptian standards. So yeah. it's pretty, pretty incredible. That is it's incredible. so fascinating. Yeah, it really is. All right, we're going to take another shift in this um, episode. <laughs> we're going to kind of move to pop culture. We've been talking about like art history and um, history, history, um, but we're kind of moving into pop culture a little bit. Um, so over Christmas break, I stopped making pots for a few weeks and like allowed myself to kind of take a breath. Yes. Um, and all of like regular you TV. Made a lot. I did. I, I made so many <laughs> made pots. so many things. I made like... I don't even know how many, probably 1,500 pounds of clay last year. Um, I made a lot of stuff. Holy cow. Yeah. It's a lot of clay. It is a lot of clay. So um, I started watching TV Mm. and kind of got into like a lot of these things that people have already been watching. Right. That I'm a little behind on. Catching up. I'm catching up. Yeah. Um, But one of the ones that I started watching that I've heard people around our office talking about is The Good Place, Mm -hmm. um, which was the only, I think the only network TV show to be nominated on the Golden Globes. Everything else was on like a streaming if I remember correctly, wow. they were all from, you know. Because there, I mean, there's so many options. Right, right. And the, the ones on the streaming platforms don't have all the same um, rules or whatever. Right, that network, restrictions. Yeah, there you go. The network TV does. But so um, The Good Place with Kristen Bell and Ted Danson, mm-hmm. I'm like eight episodes into season one. Okay. Um, which it's really, it's really well written. It's incredibly well written. Yeah, and I like her. She was the voice of, I think, Anna in Frozen. She was the... Oh, that's your, that's yeah. your reference. Well, that's I funny. just... <laughs> I just know that. Um, but, yeah, and I, of course, I know Ted Danson from um, Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. 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 What else is he in? I started to say Night Court, but I don't... That's not right. No. That's not right. No. Um, but it's Cheers. But he's been in a cop show. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was he, in CSI, wasn't he? One of the CSI maybe, spinoffs. I don't know. There's like 8 million of there those. There is. There's a lot. I didn't watch all of them. But the premise but of the anyway. show is really interesting because it's about the afterlife and their mm-hmm. thoughts on what heaven and hell will be like and who goes to heaven and mm-hmm. who goes to but hell. But they don't call it heaven or they hell. They don't call it heaven or hell. They call it the good place and the bad place. Right. And there's it's really based on works. Yes. It's very much based on works. And yes. so, like earning um, points. Right. That, like, the whole premise is a little disconcerting to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Um, but anyway, it's it's funny. It's, yeah. You know, I, I can recommend It's clean because mm-hmm. it's heaven and you can't curse there, even if right. you try. Um, but, <laughs> um, but it's funny. So, that that's what I'm watching right now. And I think it also sort of sparks conversation, right? It, yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Um, about deeper, deeper things. Than Absolutely, most network TV does. Um, so speaking of TV, uh, 
Ben and I watched last night. We recorded um, Rent Live. And you've never seen Rent, right? No, but I know the song that 5,000, whatever that. 525,000. However minutes. many minutes. I yeah. know that song. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's a start. Okay. <laughs> um, it is, it had ever since, so it was first released on Broadway in 96. Uh huh. Um, three, three or five days after the writer of the musical passed away from AIDS. Hmm. Um, and so the cast had to go on mm. with these very heavy hearts, sure. Um, to to put on a show. They kind—I of, think I was reading some, lots of articles about it. And they kind of um, muted the set and they made it just a little mm. like chiller, mm. not so much like flashy, right? Um, out of reverence for for him, right? Um, so that's when it started, and even ever since then, it's been. Um, very controversial. Um, yeah. It does contain a lot of adult sort they of. They do with homosexuality, rough, don't they? Rough, and they do. Uh, um, AIDS and um, drug use and yeah. just all these um, these things that are were happening. And I feel still like happen. it's probably like the Hamilton of my generation. Mm. But in '96, I had no like I was not a typical mm. 23 year old right. in '96. But I feel like you know how, you know how like this generation has claimed Hamilton and claimed yeah. all of that. I feel like Rent was probably the musical of my generation. Yeah, I was just not. I was not in that season. I would yeah seasons of love. Right, <laughs> that's something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the song. The song that you were talking about. Right, right. It's right. called Seasons of Love. Um, so, anyways, that's a little history about the musical. Ben and Ben and I actually saw a touring version with uh-huh. two of the original cast members, oh, cool. um, which was really neat. Um, so, did it, you like it? I love it. Um, the live, the what you watched last night? No, um, <laughs> I love. It's the, not gotten good reviews. I have read that. Yeah. So the. The version that Ben and I saw, there's also a movie version Mm -hmm. um, that includes a lot of the original Broadway cast members. Mm -hmm. Those are excellent. Again, it is adult-themed. There are some sort of... I'm sure it's where you are. Yeah, probably. Um, And there's, of course, cursing and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Um, But so I was like, I was really looking forward to watching it live Mm because, you know, Fox has done some other musicals live. They did what they do. Um, Hairspray. Thank you. Um, Pete, Gre- they did Peter Grease. Pan. They did Grease, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all of these sort of hair, hairspray. They do Sound of Music. Uh, yeah, we said Hairspray. I think they may have done The Sound of Music. Yes. Which are all these kind of like sort of squeaky clean musicals. Yeah, Grease, not so much. Actually, Grease. Hairspray, not really either. If you start reading, listening to the words of the songs. That's true. And that's um, Waters, whatever his name is, who yeah. does all the weird stuff. Yeah. But anyway, but rent is much more overt than right, its right, right. commentary. Right. Um, so, and I was I was really looking forward to. It. I know, of course, they'd have to change a lot because of network television. Mm-hmm. Um, but so there was, I think, three mistake, major mistakes that were made, mm. um, based on articles I've read and after mm. watching it. One, there were no understudies. Mm. So much like, um, oh, what's her name? The Main character in one of the other musicals, Vanessa Hudgens. Mm. Her, I forget which one she was in, the other musical she was in. It'll come to me. But her father passed away, like, Mm. a few days before the show. Mm. There's no understudies. And then in this one, one of the main actors broke his leg. 
There was no understudies. If you know anything about theater, right? The understudies are incredibly important, right? Because Ready it's go. live. Right. Like you have to have backups um, for people because things happen. Even right. if you're the most professionally trained person ever. Right. Um, so one, there was no understudies, um, which meant that they. Um, so that's the first mistake. Second mistake, I think. And some other internet people agree with me that they should have just aired the final production, even with his boot on in a wheelchair. Oh, wow. He wouldn't have been exactly true to the story because that's not part of the original musical. Right. But instead, they substituted pre-recorded rehearsal time for those scenes where he he was central to the scene. Uh Uh-huh. But again, if you know anything about theater, they have to save their voices right. for the final right. thing. So they were sort of not belting it at full volume, uh-huh. right? Because they were saving their voice. Their yeah. movements were not, their dance movements were yeah, not they full were out. The, yeah. They were still working out kinks with the sound and uh-huh. the live band uh-huh. and the vocals. So, so like, they kind of sacrificed everyone else to have that guy. Yeah. Sacrificed everyone else's performance just to have him. Yeah. Hmm. Instead of either one just showing it and allowing the actors yeah. to let the show go on. Right. And then they aired these sort of what was the subpar. Um, yeah. So right. they just sacrificed their, you know. I mean, it's trying to save. It was, the, it was the network. It wasn't the actors. Right, right, right. It's ambitious trying to pull those things off live, I think. Yes. It's very ambitious. Yes. Um, they're usually entertaining to watch, but yeah. at least you do. And I think people that would never either A, be able to afford to go right. to a theater or have no interest in it to be right. if they see somebody they recognize. Right. Then right. Which say, theater is great for all. have to pay for it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I still I am still glad I watched it. Well, good. Good. Um, so we're going to wrap up today. Um, so last time we talked, we had to, we've had we've actually done a whole episode on podcasts where we talked about what we listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, it might have changed. Right. Well, then. it has changed because I, at the time, was listening to a lot of true crime podcasts, <laughs> which like scared me. And so I had to stop Same. listening to them. I know you listen to some of them, but I can't listen to that anymore. It's too I scary. Um, yeah, I kind of got on a kick with them and found them really interesting. And then they all of a sudden felt really heavy to me. And I thought, oh, I, I need something lighter. Mm. So I started looking and found two that are um, fairly new. Or um, Conan O'Brien had another podcast, like a different version of it. But he's got a new one out called Conan Needs a Friend. Um, <laughs> the title's it's like the funny. best title yeah. ever. Um, and I do like his late night. He's not on every night anymore. I don't usually stay up to watch any late night TV because I can't stay up that late. Um, but his podcast, the whole premise is that like he needs friends in real life, like real friends and the people he interviews on his show, right. could they be his friend? And so that's what he has what them on clever to, thing. to talk about like. Could we be friends, like in real life? Actually, right. do we have enough in common? Like, could we actually be friends? And he's got an assistant who's funny. Actually, she's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just light and funny. And that sounds really great. Yeah, I, I like Conan. He has a lot of comedians. A lot of the people that you know, well, he's kind of started. I think most people start with their friends. So mm-hmm. he kind of is starting with people he knows really well. He had Wanda mm-hmm. Sykes on. Oh yeah. Um, it's just funny. So I've been listening to those, and then. Um, Speaking of Kristen Bell, um, her husband has a podcast. His is not as new. He's got more episodes out. But I happen to stumble across it. It's called um, Arm- Armchair Expert 
with Dax Shepard. Okay. Um, and I first started watching him in Parenthood, like when that show was on. And that's where I had never heard yeah. of him before that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's kind of quirky, but he's, he's I like it. So his podcast, and you and I both like a long podcast. Yes. Some of his are like two hours long. So imagine like you and I took a long lunch and recorded the whole thing. That sounds fantastic. That's what his podcast is. I mean, to is. me, I don't know if anybody else Right. <laughs> right. No, well, I like him because a lot of times I listen to podcasts when I'm in my studio or whatever. And it's right. nice to not have to switch it. It's nice to just let it play. Yeah. Um, but so, and he has um, all kinds of celebrities. Celebrities on the last one. I oh, listened I'm sure to. he's very well connected. Yeah, he just had Jay Leno on, which was really, really wow, funny. Yeah, that's really just cool. you kind of hear them in a different. I feel like they're um, when celebrities talk to other celebrities, they're like a little more mm-hmm. um, casual. Yeah, more relaxed. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, but and and his does have a, a lot of language in it, and all okay. of, they all have the e on it because they you know. But they have to I'm beginning to think every everything you listen to or watch anymore has language. I feel like it's become more accepted than it yeah. was 20 years ago. It's except like, the good place. Except the good place. Because you can't curse in the good place. No, they substitute it. Right. With like shirt and fork. Fork. And, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which is just, some people will not find that funny. So we're sorry if that offends you. I find it really funny. Um, yeah. But anyway, so those are my, uh, that's my updated podcast. If you need to laugh, you need something lighter to yeah. listen to. Shifting. Uh, yeah. Conan gears. and Dax Shepard both have podcasts. So that's kind of what we have happening in February um, in our uh, happy hour. I don't even know if it's 10, top 10-ish <laughs> things. Um, but I think that's a good place to stop for today. So thank you all for listening. Um, if you would like to reach out to us, we would love to hear from you at podcasts at worldhorizonsusa.org. Send us an email. Um, we'd love to hear your show ideas, any comments, thoughts, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Just to know you're listening, that there are people out there. Absolutely. And speaking of Connect. that, yes, um, leave us a review. Um, give us a rating. Leave us a review. That will help people find us. Uh, tell a friend, all those good things. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Unedited. This podcast is produced in cooperation with Gallery Edit in Richmond, Virginia. You can reach us at podcast at worldhorizonsusa.org.